powered by Sports Interaction, Canada's Sportsbook. I don't want to talk about it, but it's my job, so I'm going to talk about it. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Game Over Ottawa. Uh, today I'm joined by by Vancouver native and somehow, uh, regrettably, I guess right now, <laughs> Sense fan, <laughs> Trevor Shackles. How's it going, buddy? I'm good, Charlie. How are you? I'm pretty solid. So, so we go back a little ways because we both wrote for Sam yeah. Shot at the same time. Uh, I don't even know what 2015, 16, 15, around yeah, there? like seven years ago now. That's crazy. Yeah, I think you like immediately made the jump to Silver Seven, and then I just kind of abandoned it all, uh, more or less, <laughs> for a few years. But yeah, I know that was, that was interesting. That's this is uh, such a long time ago. I think I was at Sam Shot for yeah about a year. That was like my first kind of writing gig. So um yeah some fond memories there yeah i think i joined in my either last or second last year of high school and then i got into journalism in college and that's when i quit because i was like i can't yeah. I, the last thing i wanted to do after writing articles for school was write more articles about the exactly. sense losing because that was the uh that would have been the 15 16 season yeah so okay yeah not not a very fun season so no no Oh, all right. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to say a word from our sponsor here at the top of the show before we get too negative and uh, and ruin the vibe because I want us to be in a good mood uh, when we talk about our friends over at Sports Interaction. Want to bet? You can do it at Sports Interaction, Canada's sports book. Football continues. The World Series is over. Sad face. And the hockey season is well underway. Bet pregame, live and player on one of our many prop bets made for Canadians by Canadians. Sports Interaction makes it easy to deposit, play, and cash out. Join now and see all sports betting has to offer. Head to sportsinteraction.com slash sdpn. That's sportsinteraction.com slash sdpn. Ontario only, 19 plus. Please play responsibly. I'm just going to open it up to you, man. What do you want to touch on first because i have too many things i want to talk about and i can't decide it's uh like what do you even say at this point it, it's just ridiculous it's 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 a third straight season where now obviously the last the previous two seasons there was no expectations of making the playoffs or anything but, but it's the third straight season where the team has just gotten off to such an awful start um Four and eight. I mean, they're they're seven points out of a playoff spot in on January or sorry on November eighth. Yeah. And like, I will say the one silver lining with all of this is they're losing in a different way, right? Like they have a they only have a negative two goal differential. Um, and every single loss, literally every all eight losses have been within one goal. Like when you exclude the empty netters, right? So right. like, and they're controlling play. I think they were like tenth, probably even higher now, maybe like eighth or ninth expected goals in the league um yeah not just goals for but expected like as a percentage so like i think they should be a lot better than they than they're showing right now like they have the talent like i think they could and i still think they could be a playoff team but so many things need to change and i just don't know how you look at this team and think that dj smith is the right guy for the job and like obviously that's kind of simplifying a lot of the problems like you need to put blame on the players as well like just some mm -hmm. completely boneheaded decisions night in and night out like that are just costing this team like uh you know i've 
don't get me wrong, I've loved what Brandstrom has done so far, but like that goal tonight, oh the, my god, that eventually was the game winner. I mean, yeah, that's that's the game right there. And you know, stupid penalties that are costing you. Um, I don't, I can't remember off the top of my head if they had allowed a power play goal tonight, but um, just just idiotic decisions here. that are are costing them. And then Smith isn't helping them because you know it just seems like they don't really have much of a d- defensive structure. Um, you know, the power play is just awful. I don't know if that is, you know, if losing Norris is is uh, mainly yeah. because of that. And then the most insane stat of all, which I found uh, last week, was that Ottawa's dead last, you know, under Smith's tenure, dead last in terms of um, goals scored per 60 um, with the with the goalie pulled. Like, that is right. just brutal. I mean, they've had, they haven't scored any in their eight losses um, with the goalie pulled. Actually, no, I guess they did score one tonight, but that wasn't uh, to tie the game, so it didn't even really matter. Right, yeah. Um, so it's just like all these things where I just feel like a, a great coach is able to get the most out of their players, and he's not getting the most out of their players. Yes, they're going to bounce back. They're they're not a four and eight team. Like they're they're going to go on, on a bit of a run. Like we saw what they could do. They won four games in a row earlier in the season, so mm-hmm. it's not like they're completely out of it. But it just, my God, my blood has been boiling for the last two weeks watching this team. Like I don't know how much more I can take this. And I know I've talked a lot here, Charlie, but one last thing. Go for it. Go for it. Is, um, I don't know if, if any of the viewers here, you know, follow me on Twitter or um, read my stuff at Silver 7 or whatever. But um, so, yeah, like you said, I live in Vancouver and uh, I teach grade 6, 7 as well. And so, uh, of course, there was a, a, a bet between uh, me and another teacher who's uh, about my age and he's a Canucks fan. So. Uh, let's just say there's an interesting speech I have to give tomorrow in front of a few Ooh. of the classes. So that'll be fun to to do tomorrow. You gonna have to gonna have to rock a Canucks jersey when you do that, or what? That as well. That's yeah. Okay. As well. So yeah. yeah. Brutal. Well, I'm 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 currently teaching college, so uh, it's probably a little bit different of a vibe. I I luckily uh, <laughs> haven't had to no no bets going on over there right now. Um, yeah. God, I don't even, like yeah. So DJ Smith, I'm gonna I'm gonna run back on what you just said and just go. The first thing you brought up, DJ Smith. So the last episode, uh, myself and my co-host Mod were talking about what is his leash like right now. Like how far can this losing streak go before something happens? And I said if 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 the Sens lose to the Canucks, I I think he's I think he's gone tomorrow. And now that it's happened, I feel like I wouldn't be surprised. I I, I think I I think the, the the breaking point for me. I was I was a I was a DJ defender through the first I would say ten games. What the way that in in that last game against Philly, um, the the giveaway followed by Zaitsev then Zaitsev's giveaway in his own zone. Following that up with then taking the penalty after they're under pressure, and then DJ just not—he doesn't miss a shift. DJ puts yeah. him right back out, doesn't bench him whatsoever. He's back in the lineup today. Takes a really stupid—I mean, well, Vancouver did go what over three on the power play, so it's not that—it's not the end of the world, whatever. Right. It's—it wasn't the difference maker in the game, but Zaitsev is still out there taking horrible, horrible penalties, and so, like you said, I think it, a lot of it is on the players. They have. 
like next to no finish. They're getting all the looks and they just can't put it in. But I think the biggest thing on DJ is just his his player usage, the guys he's putting out for as long as he's putting them out. And uh, if and and what was was it yesterday, or or does it earlier today or yesterday when DJ was was defending Zaitsev to the media? Yeah, I think it was yesterday. Yeah, so yesterday. Just like how do you not see what's going on there? I think honestly, and maybe maybe that's a reach, but I think the most fireable offense for DJ so far is just his his use of Zaitsev. Which I mean, yeah, yeah. And and the frustrating thing is obviously it's not like they have a ton of other options. But like you said, I mean, Bernard Docker looked great tonight. Um, I wish I could reference exactly what site I saw this on. Track of game scores and stuff. Uh, Bernard Docker had the highest game score on the Senators tonight. And, and even by the yeah. eye test, you know, he looked solid. So, uh, yeah, like there, there's no excuses for Zaitsev to be in the lineup. It's just like every time I look up and there's like, uh, an annoying penalty and it's like oh and he got a holding or hooking or whatever penalty to Zaitsev it's like okay again like this guy's just ah uh, and you feel bad for like harping on this one guy because it's not like he's the only reason they're losing oh Absolutely for sure not for sure but but that but I think to take words out of your mouth that's I guess just a bit of a microcosm of um how the season is going yeah, I, I remember. So I took a lot of heat earlier on on one of these episodes because I was so fed up with Hamannick about four games in. Uh, who, he has gotten better. I have to say he's gotten a lot better the last little while. But I was so fed up with him. I just wanted to see just what would happen. You take Hamannick out and you put Zaitsev in. It's never been that. It's been a holding out Zaitsev in. And yeah. um, I, I regret. I regret. Uh, having that idea because now it's just, it's just it, it just looks awful it's it's yeah. it's brutal man like i uh i don't want to spend the whole episode talking about zaitsev but like anytime i try no. and like think <laughs> about something else to talk about i just see zaitsev's penalty play over and over in my head just he, he seems to manage to take a bad penalty every game yeah or just just some like oh i mean the was that Saturday, no Thursday, uh, where he's covering the puck uh, with his oh, and he just tosses right by it. The crease. I, I don't know if I've ever seen that <laughs> in the NHL. I like you, you're normally around no. ten years old. You're taught not to do that, so I don't know what he was thinking there. Just I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Pierre Pierre's got to do something. I don't know if it's wave Zaitsev's. Here's the thing: I don't know if it's a miscommunication between Pierre and DJ over. Or not even a miscommunication, just just a difference in opinion on who they want to play. Um, yeah. Especially with JBD coming up and then being scratched the uh, last game. So, like, is it, is it an issue of Pierre is trying to put the right guys out and DJ won't do it? Or is it a matter of they're, being, they're on the same page and then Pierre's like, okay, well, to fix that, I'm going to have to just, like, fire you to... I don't know. It's a bit. That's a bit of a. It's a bit of a. Uh, um, I guess a calm way of putting. Well, I guess you're fired. Um, but yeah, I don't know who to blame here more than the. Obviously, DJ's to blame for playing the wrong guys. I think at the wrong time. Not even just Zaitsev, but just you know, Dabrinkit's been on the bench with the goalie pulled, and yeah. just really odd choices that way. Um, so. Uh, my, my okay, I can't. I, 
my my head's a, a friggin' mess right now, dude. Okay. I'm just gonna throw it to you. Who do you think is more to blame uh, between the whether that's or I guess I, I'm, not, I'm not framing that well. In your opinion, do you think it's a mutual uh, wanting of Zaitsev to perform? Uh, between DJ and Pierre, or do you think it's more so DJ just kind of playing the guys he wants and Pierre brought JBD up to get Zaitsev out of the lineup and, and, and he's just refusing to do that? Yeah. I mean, I can't imagine Dorian brought up Bernard Docker and like him and Smith had different ideas on what they wanted to have happen. Like, I don't know. I feel like they would have had that conversation um, prior to, to making that move. So, it sounded like um, I could be misquoting here, but I think Smith said like he's going to stay in the lineup, Bernard Docker. So that is that is really good to see. Um, I don't know. I think I mean Dorian wouldn't say this publicly, but I'm I'm pretty certain that if he could move Zaitsev easily and get rid of that money, he definitely would because it sounded like he tried to over the summer. So right. I don't think I don't think he like is thinking he's amazing or anything. Um, but I don't know. It seems like Smith likes him a bit more because it's just weird that he could go from like healthy scratch to a guy playing a decent amount of minutes, you know, killing penalties and stuff. Um, obviously as a defenseman, you can't hide as much as you could like a fourth liner, like for sure Watson or whatever. But, um, I don't know. They still like him enough that it's, it's an issue, right? Like, yeah, it's gotten to a point where he's not even an NHL player anymore. Oh, yeah, um, not, so, not even at all. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, if they're able to move that money, I think they will. I I don't know. I I wouldn't be surprised if. I mean, this this isn't his call, but like if they were able to just waive him and kind of eat that money, mm-hmm. um, I don't see why they they couldn't I, like in terms of a just a hockey move. That's what they should do. Um, financially, I don't know if they can afford it or not. So I'm hoping that's just what happens or they're able to, you know, somehow get rid of them. But they, at this point, they'll probably have to give up a decent amount of like, like a pick or two, yeah. um, which isn't exactly ideal. Don't want to do that right now. Uh, just yeah. in case things don't. Yeah. I think yeah. I might be misremembering here. I, I, I went on to, on to cap friendly and did the, the hypothetical buyout for Zaitsev a bit ago. If I remember correctly, if they buy him out after the season, it'd be the cap hit would be 800 K the first year. Then the second year would be 2.8, I think. So mm-hmm. I think, yeah. I think that's a no brainer. Um, I'm not sure if, yeah, if waving him would do anything or, or yeah, it's yeah it's, more, it's, more of just a temporary fix for sure. But yeah, buying out if they're not able to, certainly I think that that has to be removed next summer. I don't know what else you do. Yeah, and the the one silver lining, I guess, is that Zaitsev only played eleven forty seven tonight, so that's something. But right. yeah, that's good. That's it's good. better than the nineteen minutes or whatever it was he played. I think actually, I think he might have broken twenty a few games ago. Yeah, uh, and Shabbat played twenty nine minutes again. Oh boy. Okay, so we're back to there. That's the issue when Zaitsev barely plays. I guess. Yeah, Shabbat's uh, making up the difference there. Um. I think Shabbat. Let's let's be a little more positive here. Let's let's try our best to 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 be yeah. a little bit uh, happier here. I think Shabbat up until that third period was having his best game of the season. I will. I'm not gonna lie. I wasn't able to get home till the second period, but um, based on what I just saw online and and you know looking at the 
um, look at the shot attempts and stuff, I, I wouldn't be surprised at all. So, um, and even when I did see him, um, you know, he, he looked better than, than he had in the past. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's been a tough go for him so far this mm-hmm. year, but like if he is able to just get back to, you know, generally what he has been in the past, like, I think that is a huge boost because I think that has been a big issue, um, and kind of leading to some of these losses. So if he can keep that up, that is just paramount for this team. Yeah, I think, uh, I don't know. When, when, when someone's been struggling this long and, 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 and they're as good of a player as Shabbat is, I always tend to think injury maybe, but yeah, honestly maybe. for him, I thought it just, it just looked more like a confidence issue. Like he, yeah. he either, I don't think he's known what to do with the puck. It, it's consistently been, he's holding onto it too long or he's, or he's getting Absolutely. rid of it way too quickly. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, it's been so frustrating to watch, like, and it's not just him too, there's others, but like, yeah, in the offensive zone, he'll just be like holding it way too long and then he'll take a shot and then it gets blocked or misses the net or gets intercepted. And it's just, it's quite infuriating to be honest. Um, but yeah, like, like I said, he's, he's not alone in that. He's, he, he's not the only one that's um, not been making the best decisions overall. Yeah. So I don't want to put you know too much pressure on him. Like he hasn't been, I think I think the saving grace for Shabbat is that there's been at least a couple guys on D who have been worse than him, even at his worst this season. Yeah. Um, but yeah, tonight he looked solid overall. Um, the forward you, you bet on that on that talent bouncing back anyway. So. Oh yeah, I, I I I'm not that concerned with him honestly. Yeah. Like I'm sure he's he'll be back to normal at the very least. I and and I know normal isn't what we want as Sens fans because this was supposed to be the big breakout year for him. Um but I I honestly still have no doubt. It it'll be odd to see if he if he can't keep that top power play spot for the season. Like that might just be yeah. Sanderson's now. Um so he might have a tougher time bouncing back, but I, definitely. Yeah. So we'll see how that goes. Um as far as other players that are probably underperforming, but that I don't think are 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 necessarily a lost cause, I I feel bad for Alex DeBrinket because he is getting so many chances. I don't know if you saw any of the replays from in, in the first period, but he was robbed twice in the span of about sixty seconds. Just yeah, absolutely. Dude, dude just got goalied like. He he, and that's the thing. Like his positioning is always he's he's in the right spot all the time. He's just not finishing. I, I and like everyone's been saying it now for what six seven games that he's going to do it, and when he does, mm-hmm. he's going to score like five goals in three games or something. But it it still hasn't happened, and I'm and I'm seeing a lot of people online kind of showing a bit of concern with him. But I I I'm not part of that group at all i think i think he's fine it's just it's just a mix of bad luck and a mix of great stops um because i think it was his 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 goal uh was that against dallas i think i think it was against dallas he he scored um and even in that game he he was robbed a couple times on top of that like he honestly he should probably have i don't know what his expected goals five on five are for the season but he should probably have about six or seven goals by this point he was he was um near the bottom of the league in terms of um, expected goal differential. Uh, at least a few days ago, it was like negative three and a half or something like that. So he he should, like based mm-hmm. on 
quality of his chances have five or six goals, maybe even more. Um, so yeah, I mean, even with like, don't get me wrong. It's been very frustrating watching him play, right. um, but I, but I wouldn't be worried. Like you said, even with this, he has nine assists. He's got 11 points in 12 games. It's not even like, Oh yes. Yeah, it's it's not a nightmare. Back. He's still produce producing offense. He's still, uh, helping the team. Well, win if they could win, like he's still producing value overall. So, um, yeah, it's incredibly frustrating that he's not scoring. I think, um, you know, just if he had a few more of those goals, we could be talking about a few extra wins here. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's yeah, it's hard to say because it's been what twelve games, but it's gonna happen. And like, I think last year, what was it like the first eleven games? Stutzla with, went without a goal or something crazy yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, and then he ended up with. Uh, let me look it up. I should know this. Uh, I should know the exact did, number. He he, he, he not, broke twenty. He broke twenty. Yeah, I'm sure he had twenty two. Yeah. So like, yeah, still ended up with you know, a solid amount of goals. So, um, yeah, it's going to come. Yeah, and it is kind of a weird stat line for Dabrinkit too because you get him and you expect 40 goal, 30 assists kind of guy. And yeah. it's just even more lopsided the other way. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't really want to analyze much more of this game, to be honest with you. It's just, it's, <laughs> it's so rough. Um, yeah. And just okay, you know what? Let's talk about something fun. Let's talk. Let's talk, Chris Neal. I want to know how you feel about number twenty-five being retired because I'm seeing a lot of different opinions on Twitter. I think you can have multiple opinions at the time at the same time. I think right. Like I saw the video um, where he found out that he was getting his number oh, retired. Oh yeah, very cool. Like you know, awesome. he's reading the announcement himself, and then he real he's realizing, oh what? Like that's me, and like his family was there. Super sweet. Like feel really happy for the guy. Like absolutely. Like that's a super cool moment. Um, and that and that's great. And like obviously, there are a lot of big uh, fans of Neil over the years, and like so that that's fantastic to see. I think mm-hmm. I don't think anyone would disagree with that. Um, I think at the same time, it. I feel like there needs to be a bar for a Jersey retirement. And to me, like Phillips didn't even clear that bar. Like I know he was uh, a better player than Neil was. Um, obviously both of them spent their entire careers in Ottawa, which is no small feat. Like that's, that's fantastic. They both were, they were both solid NHL players, but I mean, Neil at his peak was like a third line player, more like a fourth line for most of his career. And like, I just, I feel like you gotta be, for a jersey to be retired like no one can wear this jersey anymore i feel like you got to be at least like an all-star level player uh for a few seasons um, right you know you got to be at least like a i don't know i mean probably you could probably be worse than spezza but like you know spezza like i'm thinking like those those kind of players like, yeah like if spezza maybe, played his whole career in ottawa and cracked absolutely. like 1100 games with the team yeah or even like you know what's a good example like if Let's say, for example, Tur spent his t- entire career here, and he ended up with like you know six, seven hundred points. Right. Like, I think that's like a he, you know he might have made like one or two All Star teams if he spent that entire time, um, like mm-hmm. a solid like sixty point guy, right? Like that would kind of be like my bare minimum, and right. even he would have to be here for like a really long time. So it just it waters it down a little bit for me, because then it's like okay, well. Yeah you're going to retire them like you have to retire like Spezza and Carlson who were like way better obviously not here as long but 
I don't know. To me, they seem those two, like Phillips and Neal, are perfect Ring of Honor candidates. I don't know why they're not really using. Yeah, them yeah. Player. I feel like even like if we're talking performance wise, I feel like Wade Redden would even land ahead of them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think Alfie, because when, when they announced Chris Phillips, I was, I was on the fence about Phillips and like he, he yeah. leads the, the franchise in games played and that may, and I, and I, at that, at the time I was like, okay, so maybe that's like the big, yeah. And like, and like, thing. it's not the end of the world. Like yeah. it's, first really overall pick lead yeah. the franchise in games played only ever played for this one team. Right. And even then I was like, still, I was very on the fence with Chris Neal. I think, I think you're you'd have a tough time finding a hockey fan uh, in Ottawa that doesn't love Chris Neal. Right. Like that said, I don't know. Like is 2,500 penalty minutes like <laughs> equal to 800 NHL points as far as like legacy wow. for a player goes. Right. Like it just doesn't, it doesn't feel right. Um, well, don't you, don't you think like, I, I feel like every, um, even like, kind of casual or well, not casual but like every fan of hockey who is has at least like a baseline knowledge and like knows like the big players and stuff they should be able to know every single or recognize every single name of a jersey that is retired i'm not right. sure that everyone would necessarily know chris neal not that he isn't a, a big name but like is some random fan from columbus who's like just been a fan for the last little bit are they gonna really yeah. know chris i don't know so yeah yeah i think honestly probably same deal with chris phillips especially with defensive defensemen like they just kind of have yeah. zero name recognition but yeah i mean if, if if you're someone who's on the fence about phillips number being retired i feel like basically everyone in that position is is not so so keen on yeah. on neil's number being retired because it does kind of feel it does kind of feel like nashville uh kind of going out of their way to have as many banners as they can you know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. when when the when the team is is well, I guess thirty years in now. Um, three numbers retired in the span of thirty years, where all three of those guys played with each other for the same decade, feels like a bit much. It feels like the bar is too low. Like I'd yeah. expect maybe yeah. one player every couple decades, kind of thing. Oh um, yeah, exactly. I mean, you're just gonna run out of numbers. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> honestly, so. and and. You know, when when you think of the Sens, I, I think you know most people, whether they're Sens fans or not. Like, what's the what was the best Sens team? Probably you think back early to late two thousands, yeah. And maybe that has something to do with it, but I just I don't know. I I I I, I love Chris Neal. Um, I think what he did was really impressive, being an enforcer, but still managing to get like you know third no line suspensions. minutes on a phenomenal team most of the time yeah zero suspensions yeah. as an enforcer yeah, with 2500 i don't yeah, think he's even gotten a fine i don't think he yeah. ever got fined like no, i think he did get fined I oh did like he, he did. i think i mean don't quote me on that but i right. feel like he did i don't know either way no suspensions we can just leave it at that yeah um really really impressive um that said yeah 100 ring of honor type of guy I think yeah. him and Phillips. And that would be no shade. Like, that'd be, like, a great accomplishment. Right? No, yeah. Like, I have a high bar for that, too. Like, a very yeah. high bar for that. Yeah. Um, that said, if Chris Phillips and Chris Neal are both up there, regardless of his complete insane bounce-back season this year, I think purely based on what he did in Ottawa, 
like Eric Carlson's got to be up there, right? Like if if this is what the bar is, yeah. I mean, he's it depends. maybe maybe they're maybe they're um prioritizing longevity, right? Uh, with with the franchise. So in that case, no. But I mean, I I would personally. I mean, he's you know he should be a Hall of Famer. He's won you the Norris Trophy twice, which yeah. I think. I can't remember the exact number of D that have won the Norris twice, but it's like under 10. Yeah, um, they're so all in the Hall of Fame. They're all in the Hall of Fame. So yeah. I feel like you're doing him a disservice uh, if you don't retire it. So, yeah. Yeah. And uh, we got uh, we got Clay in the chat who who is the host of uh, who's a co-host on Game Over Vancouver. So uh, Oh, Clay Emu, right? Yeah. Nice. How's the mood in here? We're talking about okay. Chris Neal's number being retired instead of the game, Clay. So it's uh, it's <laughs> uh, the mood is is really solid. Not great. Not great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> man, you think? Man, I was hoping. I was hoping Ryan Reynolds was going to watch a great game and be like, "I got to buy this team tomorrow." But yeah, not the case. <laughs> I was impressed when he. I, I saw he was not clapping after Canucks goals and I thought that was really that was some really great restraint from the from the Vancouver guy yeah yeah not that was, bad that was impressive yeah <laughs> oh boy well uh as far as uh as far as other things to talk about go today um I think I think we gotta we gotta make a little uh a little poop sandwich where the where the where the the bread pieces are poop. We're going we're going negative good the negative. Uh, yeah. Despite the fact that we can definitely say that the Sens D were was really really rough and just for the most part played well. I don't know, but for the most part played poorly, but just uh, left a lot to be desired. Cam yeah. Talbot also just did not have a good game. Brutal. I mean that that last goal. Yeah, it was a bad turnover by Brandstrom, right. but like that needs to be saved every single time. Yeah. I, just not a good shot. I don't know how that goes in. Yeah. It's too bad he looked good on Saturday against Philly, and I think the game before when he yeah he came in for like a period. So you know it's yeah. only his third appearance, but the yeah. first the first Horvat goal he just lost it. I don't know if you saw the replay on that one, but um, yeah, made the initial stop. Looks behind him to to the side and, and yeah. pucks just sitting there um, should have that. Um, I mean, I'll give him a, I'll, I'll give him a pass on the McKay goal. Cause he just came flying. Yeah. That's can't do much. About that one, but... Yeah. Yeah. Need more from Talbot. That's for sure. Um, so yeah, now, now the team is where we're, you know, a lot of people going into the season thought the only question mark was on D. Now there's kind of a, a question mark on D in the yeah. unexpected places, um, but still a question mark on D and, and a question mark with the goaltending. But definitely, hopefully, a bounce back game coming up soon. Actually, that's not true. It's New Jersey. They're going oh. <laughs> to nothing stop in New Jersey right now. Yeah, um, I mean the rest of the of November is actually a, you know, this is like their easiest month, which is scary to think about. Right, but they are. Like we, like I said earlier, the silver lining. They have good shot metric. Like, like this team should be so much better. Micah Blake McCurdy had a good thread about this um, on Sunday or something. About it's kind of like in baseball how some teams have like 
a lot of hits and they just have bad sequencing luck. Like they just, oh, they might yeah. have like two hits in one inning and then two hits in the other, but you know, they don't get them all in a row and then they don't yeah. get a run. So it's like that with Ottawa. It's just terrible timing. And like, so that in itself, that has to turn, turn around. Like unless they start playing terribly, which, you know, they haven't, um, that should turn around. Whether that there's enough time to do that, even though it's still so early in the season, you know, remains to be seen. And, and whether they can actually, you know, improve the power play and improve some defensive structure, we'll see. Whether that's DJ or another coach. Yeah, and you're you're absolutely right that the problem isn't that they've been playing terribly. They haven't. They just there there's just something missing, and that's almost more frustrating than just honestly, watching a bad team. Honestly, like, yeah. Just you know, shout out to the Sens for for finishing the game within one goal, just to keep that whole streak alive of losing by one. If you don't count empty netters, yeah, yep. absolutely brutal. Well, uh, I want to thank you for coming on, Trev. Uh, where can people find you, follow you, see your work? Just give yourself a big old plug here. Yeah, yeah. Cheers. Um, yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at ShackTS, um, and you can read Silver Seven Sens. I post there once or twice a week. Um, lots of other great authors and writers there as well. Um, used to have a podcast, but that is defunct as of spring. So, um, yeah, always pleasure talking to uh, to other people. And uh, thanks for having me on, Charlie. It was a it was a pleasure, man. Nice to catch you up after way yeah. way too long. Definitely, definitely. <laughs> All right, with that, folks, please enjoy the nice, cool outro video that Jesse just put together uh, and sent out today. So. Thanks for watching, everyone. Make sure to like and subscribe, and uh, we're, we're going to get a win eventually. It's going to oh, happen. Yeah. <laughs> All right. See you, everybody. Game over! Powered by Sports Interaction, Canada Sportsbook.